Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics. Today is a special day. It's January 21st, 2021. It's my daughter Sema's sixth birthday, so that's quite a milestone. But also we're still fresh from Inauguration Day in the United States yesterday, Joe Biden became president and Kamala Harris became the first female vice president. And although I'm a firm believer that, that politics, religion, sexual orientation is one of those subjects that it's better not to discuss, not to talk about, I really could not get myself to pass by this week not discussing a little bit of what's going on. And also, I'm going to take the opportunity to just share with you a bit of my own uh, situation with regards to my country. As I mentioned on the show, I'm Venezuelan, and uh, my country, incredible, incredible unsettling moments. Because of what was happening in the U.S. in this past week and, and months, really, since the election, um, I had a few of my American friends reaching out and saying, you know, Letty, I kind of understand now what you talked about in the past about, you know, how the doubt of the democratic process can be very, very dangerous. And also what can happen in a country where the system doesn't work. And so basically what happened in my own country when uh, President Hugo Chavez won the first time, he won um, with the votes. He really had popular support. But what happened afterwards was that he liked the power too much and um, he basically couldn't give it up. And uh, as many of you have seen in the, in the news and as my Venezuelan friends know, um, our democracy has been really tampered with. I can attest to several circumstances where my own vote uh, was tampered with, where my date of birth was changed. And it was fine one week before the election. And then the election day, I check on the database and my date of birth has been changed. So that when they go to uh, check the votes, your whatever is registered for you doesn't match with the formal electoral registry and hence your vote can be discarded. So I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of, of that. But I can tell you that it's very scary when you cannot trust in the system. And as a friend of mine say, well, I'm getting close to what you felt. I say, well, it would take um, to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning with a call saying that uh, the military has seized all TV stations in the country and that they have, you know, uh, the military leader proclaiming either support to a guy that wasn't popularly elected by democratic procedure or that he himself is saying that he's going to be the, the, the president. And uh, we live that in Venezuela. I live that um, terrible moment. And, and I actually lived through basically three coup d'etats, um, real coup d'etats, where we had um, 
martial laws for a day and a complete um, disarray in the country. And uh, it's very scary, to be honest, very scary. And uh, after that, the you know political party that was in, in power was able to pretty much um, get their hands through money, through bribes, through many, many ways, through power of all the powerful positions. Um, and so basically it's almost uh, impossible to get a new president because basically all the executive and judicial powers are kidnapped in the hands of the very few that want to perpetuate their power forever. And uh, so that's what's going on. And, um, you know, different countries have tried to help. It's a very complicated situation. But all I can say is this, going back to the U.S. I know many, many, many of my fellow Venezuelans supported President Trump because he indeed did a lot for my country. But I can tell you this, and for disclaimer, after 25 years in this country, I'm a legal resident, but I never really become a U.S. citizen, so I cannot vote, okay? So when I talk to people, I just say I come from a position of just a citizen that has to live by whatever decision most of my fellow um, Americans make. And as of that, what I can say is that I do remember a country when I got here initially on 1996, where there were disagreements, there were still Democrats and Republicans, but there was never radical opposition. There was never hate in the voices of American people. There was never intolerance. And uh, so I've been struggling, to be honest, because that's not the country I arrive. I don't think that's what the U.S. represents. And, and the mere fact that a conversation couldn't happen uh, between two friends that have different ideologies, like it used to happen, but instead was dividing families, was dividing friendships, is exactly what happened in my country, where the views were so different and so radically opposing in their essence that you knew there was not going to be a common ground. Now, as a mom, I had to answer to my son a few years back and a question that really left me speechless. And it was, Mom, why this president never smiles? And again, we don't live in a political household. My husband is Dutch. So again, American politics is not something we've been very involved with. But it was a valid question. My son, as an American kid, that's the example he was getting. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. That part, I'm happy about. I'm happy to see hugs. I'm happy to be warmth. I'm happy to see smiles. And I don't know how, how long they're going to last. And I don't know what kind of president we're going to get. We have to give them a chance. Um, like I personally give a chance to every single president. But I do agree on the message that we have to be united that this is a time where we have to come together. And when I say we is because, as I say, I'm not, might not be American in passport and in citizenship, but I do feel truly part of this country. It's a great country, a country that has given immigrants amazing, unbelievable opportunities. And I think that we have to go back to basics to that. We have to go back to basics to help each other, to lend a hand not to bully each other, and to welcome diversity. And, and of course, as a businesswoman, I cannot lie but to say that it really felt 
historic. It really felt that we were able to witness something that our grandchildren and great-grandchildren are going to, you know, study in, in school. And we got to witness that. And uh, I say let's give her a chance to prove, you know, what she can do. And uh, I'm just excited for my daughter, Emma, whose birthday it is today, because there's a new job description that became available to her yesterday, just by the mere fact of having a woman already in their office. And I think, you know, as many developed countries in the world have already have a woman president, this is also something that we needed to happen to start shedding away preconceptions and labels and, and, and just the image of how power looks. Yesterday, all that changed. Now power looks different, and I don't think it's a bad thing. And I stand with my friends and people that don't feel happy about the change. I've been there. Um, I As I say, it's been 20 years of my own country getting bad news after bad news, and you have to keep going and just making it one day at a time. But at the same time, I think the message... Um, was clear and uh, we'll see what happens but if we go from a place of unity of working together and creating good and I don't know if I'm too naive or what and I don't know if it's all this political turmoil but lately there's something that has awoken in me where where you realize that each one of us can help make a difference in the world no matter how little no matter how small no matter if it is just by mentoring one person or by mentoring a bunch or by uh, getting involved politically or in philanthropy, there are so many vehicles in which we can really tap into doing something for the better good, for the greater good. And lately, through the through the guests you yourself have heard here at the podcast, I've been exposed to so many people who really have made it their mission and their purpose to do something that would impact in a positive way the bigger picture. And so my invitation to you is in this short episode is that let's work on this together. No matter what happened, whatever happened, happened. We only have the now. So there's no point in you know, holding back to what happened or thinking that what's going to happen is not going to be good. We only have today and then we'll have tomorrow and then we have to give it a chance and I think if we all do that together with good energy and uh, just a positive thinking and a real focus on trying to make things better then we know that we are in a better place and uh, you know I keep praying on my own personal experience that my own country gets unstuck somehow from the nightmare it has lived, where we cannot talk, where we cannot think freely, and where we are left, to be honest, almost hopeless about the situation. But it is what it is. We have to keep showing up every day and uh, hoping for the best. One thing I can tell you, I think the images that we saw of the Capitol will remain imprinted in our memory. And I hope that today... People value freedom, value democracy, value peace a little bit more. Because as you know, for many, many countries in the world, too many actually, this is still a problem. War, revolution, protest, armed guard, 
is really no way forward. And uh, if the United States has always been something, it's a beacon of light, a beacon of certainty, a beacon of stability. And uh, unfortunately, um, that what we all saw made us all shake, I think. And uh, so there you have it. Those are my thoughts. I could keep talking more. But as I say, I don't want to talk politics on the podcast. But I thought, you know, the this week was uh, an important week. And, and I really wanted to highlight that historic moment for for women, for female leaders, for anybody that, you know, has worked hard and, and thought that this is never going to happen or I'm never going to become CEO of a company. I'm never going to get the promotion I want because of my gender. That excuse got eliminated yesterday, just the same way the excuse, you know, for African-Americans not achieving higher postings was eliminated when Barack Obama became president. So the message there is don't let anything or anyone tell you that whatever you want is not possible because... This has been proof that if you dream it and you work hard for it, and of course you have a little luck, then uh, the impossible actually can become possible. So open your mind and open your heart and take the time to remember what is the next big thing you want to achieve and go for it. Thank you for coming back to Basics. Until the next episode.